0: The fans are back. The National Football League going into its third weekend of the season. And the stands are again full of cheering and booing. COVID kept people out of stadiums last fall. But now they're back. And they're loud. Bay led the league in attendance for their first home game with 77,240 people filling the seats at Lambeau Field. It's hard to imagine a crowd of nearly 80,000 people after the last year and a half. But in the sports world, things look more normal this season. 28 out of 32 NFL teams are allowed to have fans in their stadiums, most of them at or near 100% capacity. We all long for the comfort of normalcy. But the greatest comfort for Christians is that one day things will be far different than they are now. God will wipe away every tear from every eye. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. Can you believe it? It's Friday again. And we're in this series this week called The Case for Christ. All week we've been talking about the best-selling author and my brother in the Lord, Lee Strobel. And I've been so blessed to hear your response to his story. So many people have written in or called us to say how Lee's story has encouraged them, and they even want to share it with somebody else. And for those who don't know, Lee was an atheist. He was a journalist. He worked at the Chicago Tribune, big newspaper back in the day. But he was so upset when his wife came to know Jesus as her Savior. And after all, he thought their marriage was great without God.
1: And at the same time, I thought, you know what? I'm a journalist. If I could disprove the resurrection of Jesus, that knocks the legs out from under the Christian faith. And so I decided to take my journalism training and legal training and investigate whether Christianity was true. And I I zeroed in largely on the resurrection of Jesus. That's Lee Strobel explaining his
0: plan to disprove Christianity, but the more he looked into it, the more he found it was harder to do. And in the film about his life, there's a moment where he's struggling with the evidence. And a Christian co-worker challenges him to keep on searching. One of my heroes was
1: C.S. Lewis, a man who began as a skeptic, much like yourself. At the end of his journey, you know what he said? He said, if Christianity is false, it's of zero
0: importance. But if it's true, there's nothing more important in the entire universe. So you want your wife back? Well, hey, guess what? People in hell want ice water. Not everybody gets everything they want. Stop blaming me and the church, and God, and do your job.
1: Stack up the evidence, follow the facts, and write the story, win or lose. One of Lee
0: Strobel's co-workers, who happened to be a Christian, quotation marks around happened, challenging Lee to keep following the evidence, even if it wasn't what he thought he'd find. And as I said, that's a clip from the feature film about his life called The Case for Christ. I asked Lee to share something with us about the making of the film that none of us would even know.
1: Well, you know, we were filming the last scene and it's at the Chicago Tribune newsroom that they created on a sound stage and the director said, "Lee, you're not in the movie, you need to be in the movie." I said, well, "What do you mean? I'm not an actor." So he put me in a background scene where I'm in the newsroom typing on a typewriter as if I'm a reporter. And in the movie, and most people are not going to see this, it goes by so quickly, but there's a scene where my boss, I'm in his office, he's bawling me out for something I did. And if you look through the blinds of his office into the newsroom, there I am, sitting there working. Yeah. So it's kind of a Where's Waldo thing. (laughs) Oh, so you do make an appearance in your own movie. Yep. And, uh,
0: well, I'm glad. To hear that, <laughs> it's all I have in common with Alfred Hitchcock. Well, <laughs> that's right. Your book's been out for years, uh, it sold a lot of copies, right? But um, it's interesting, isn't it, how a movie reaches a whole different genre of people
1: that might never read a book. You know, my passion now as a follower of Jesus is to spread the word of his love and grace as far and wide as I can. And I know a lot of people won't read a 300-page book and they won't go to a church. But you know what? They'll go to a movie. So when Pure Flix, um, came to me and said, hey, we want to make a movie of your book, I said, absolutely, we're going to reach a whole new audience that, um, uh, that we would not otherwise have reached. And that's what evangelism is all about. That's what I'm all about. I know that's what you're all about. And uh, my hope is that Christians will take a risk and, and watch the movie with a friend who's spiritually confused and then have a great conversation about it.
0: Lee Struble is so right. This. Movie about his conversion to Christianity. It's a great resource to talk about Jesus with somebody who's struggling with their faith, or maybe somebody who has no faith, like he once did. So, after the program, I want to send you a copy of the DVD called The Case for Christ. It's a critically acclaimed film, it's a wonderful resource showing how Christianity can stand up to the hardest of questions. And I believe it will build your own confidence in God's Word. And don't forget that DVD also includes special features and interviews and a bonus CD with some wonderful worship songs inspired by the film. So after the program, you just need to get busy for a minute. You just need to call us. And I'll use a word today that I used yesterday. We ask that you be generous in giving to this listener-supported ministry. But ask for it, and we'll send you right away a copy of the Case for Christ DVD. Here's the number you can call in a few minutes, 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or go to our website, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And when you get there, before you make your gift and order the DVD, you can watch the movie trailer and a couple of clips that we've included from the film. And here we are now in the middle of one of the slowest financial months of the year for the ministry. So I want to invite you to also pray about and consider becoming a Haven partner. Now, this is a friend of the ministry who agrees to pray regularly And give automatically monthly. And that helps us pay the bills 12 months out of the year and not just at Christmas or June or whenever. So when you call or when you go online, you can learn more about partnering with us as a Haven partner. And we even have some other special benefits that come along with membership. Coming up, we're going to look at an astonishing prophecy that the Lord gave to the prophet Ezekiel. Dry Bones, coming back to life. But first, let's hear Lauren Daigle sing Dry Bones as we open together Haven Today.
2: We look down the road where all the prodigals have walked. One by one, the enemy is whispered, Lies and let them off as slaves. But we know that you are God, yours is the victory. We know there is more to come that we may not hear. Remove from him his heart of stone and give him a heart of flesh.
0: A short clip from the film The Case for Christ. That was Leslie Strobel praying for her husband Lee that the Lord would replace his dead and stony heart with a new and alive heart. And before that was Lauren Daigle with dry bones, both the song and the prayer, recalling Ezekiel's remarkable prophecy. This is Haven Today in a program called The Case for Christ. A few years ago, I was in a field at the base of Mount Sinjar. That's in northwestern Iraq, just A few minutes from the Syrian border, I was there to help raise awareness of the atrocities of ISIS. My colleague and I looked down to our feet after hearing crunching as we had been walking along, and we were nothing but shocked. That isn't even the right word to use, I don't know what is, but we were walking on dry bones. People who ISIS had killed in the preceding few months, and they didn't even take the time to bury them. Fragments of clothing scattered around, and there we were walking on dead men's bodies who had been put to death, hauled away from their families, whose lives they had hoped would be saved. Well, wherever we are, we need to hear the word of the Lord that sunny winter day we could do nothing after we realized where we were and what we had done all we could do was join hands with a local christian pastor and a few others and we prayed and asked for the word of the lord to be heard by us and by others still living people need to listen who are not christians People who call themselves Christians and pluck verses out of context to prove a cultural persuasion, maybe all of us, need to be reminded how God is still speaking out of His Word to every single one of us on planet Earth. Well, what came to mind was the vision of Ezekiel in His chapter 34. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and He brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in that valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, Oh, Lord God, you know. And then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Oh, dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. We've looked at the evidence this week with Lee Strobel that the evidence is there to see, to know the truth that sets us free. Jesus died and was resurrected so that all of us in our dark spiritual valleys can receive the breath of God's Spirit, breathing life into our dry bones. I can relate to that. And I prayed before we went on the air today that you can as well. Only the Lord can make this happen. It comes upon us when we hear the word of the Lord and his word is with us. In the book he sent to us, like in Ezekiel, that's from the Old Testament. In the New Testament, there is the famous story found in John's gospel. His good friend Lazarus has died, and yet he stayed away, telling messengers from the sisters of Lazarus to go tell them that he's only sleeping. You find this story in John 11. And when they heard the response from Jesus, there was laughter. They knew in Bethany that their brother, their neighbor... Their acquaintance was physically dead. How could Jesus send this message when he wasn't even there to see that Lazarus was dead? But then Jesus came. His heart was breaking, it turns out, even as Lazarus was bound by burial cloth and his bones were already starting to decay. But then the Lord came, God in the flesh. He told them to roll back that heavy stone over the tomb. They pointed out his body would already stink from decay. He didn't listen to them as they obeyed his command. Then Jesus spoke the word of the Lord because he was the Lord. The words he spoke were, Lazarus, come out. And that body of his good friend, shortly after Jesus wept, got up in the tomb and walked out into a new life. Yes, his body would begin to decay again. In the future, he would die again. But the power of the Lord was evident, even as a few days later Jesus was to die on the cross, so all humanity would have this opportunity to live a new life and to live with an eternal life as well. In that same vision to Ezekiel, the word of the Lord kept speaking in chapter 34, verses 13 and 14, and you shall know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O oh, my people, I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil, then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act. In both passages, in Ezekiel 34 and in John 11, there is this movement from death to life, from the impossible to the possible all because of the lord these passages are about resurrection they speak to us today as some of us think one skin color is better than another or maybe we want to think that our culture is the supreme culture and should reign over other cultures if you believe that then you're like me and you too need to hear the word of the lord For it's only this word that can break through what binds us, the grave clothes of this age, so we can find new life in Christ. In my backyard yesterday, I remembered I've lost important people in my life. And all of us are still walking through the valley of the shadow of death. We've lost opportunities or relationships. We've lost sight of what is most important. We've lost sight of God. Fear and anxiety have deadened our spirits. If we honestly look at our lives, we can see the dead places where hope has vanished. If you can see that, you can return to God's word and find that death can become life. The pattern of death and resurrection is imprinted on our hearts, and not because of anything we have done or can do, but through God's spirit. It was later in the New Testament that Paul wrote to the church in Rome that his Holy Spirit, which was in Christ, this Spirit which raised Christ from the dead, this Spirit is ours too. This Spirit brings us new life even now. The Spirit of God speaks into the dry bones of our lives and breathes new life into us. Nothing is beyond hope. Nothing is so dead that God's life, God's breath, cannot reach it. We were already bound up in our burial clothes, already in the tomb. And God calls to us and says, you are no longer tied up. You are no longer dead. Come out of the dark and into the land of the living. Resurrection means release from all that binds us. Resurrection means the dead things in our lives can breathe again. Resurrection transforms us now and not just in some beautiful future moment. But today, all of our lives can be transformed right now by this life-giving Spirit of God. So today, would you listen? Would you hear the Word of the Lord? Hear His voice, even in your atheism, your agnosticism, your white supremacism, whatever. White supremacists, quote, out of context, God's word, they fail to hear like all of us that we need a cleansing from on high. We need a change of clothes and what we wear. We need to rid ourselves of clothing that comes from darkness. May all of us hear this word that calls us to a gospel where we love others more than we love ourselves May Jesus reign totally in us. Only by the blood of Jesus can we receive new clothes that he gives to every new believer. Clothes where sinful hearts are washed clean. They're white as snow. These clothes, as they're described in Scripture, come to Jesus. Like Lazarus, come out when you hear the word of the Lord. Praise God for this unspeakable gift. This is Haven day, and a program here on Friday called The Case for Christ. Lee Strobel is brutally honest. If he could disprove the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, he could persuade his wife to stop being a Christian. And as an atheist, he had a lot of questions, like, was Jesus a myth? Thought he was. Or even other basic questions related to Scripture, like, how reliable is the New Testament? Can you believe it? Did it really happen? What's recorded there? Well, maybe you've faced these questions. Maybe you've asked them yourself. And as you just heard, Lee struggled to find the answers. And in the feature film based on his life called The Case for Christ, it retraces his own spiritual journey to Christianity. This film is very well produced. It has two Academy Award-winning actors— and it'll be a wonderful resource that will show you how Christianity stands up to even the hardest of questions, and it will also grow your confidence in the Word of God. Would you call us right now? Yes, I mean right now. And I'll use the word generous again. We're listeners supported We could use your help, especially as this month the giving was slower as we began the month, and when you do call us, when you do make your gift, we want to get you a copy of the DVD, The Case for Christ. And the version that we're sending you has bonus features like interviews with Lee and Leslie Strobel, a bonus CD with worship music inspired by the film. So here's the number to call right now as you start your weekend. 800-654-2836. 800 800- 65 Haven. Or go straight to the website and watch the movie trailer and those extra clips we threw up there for you. But the web address is haventoday.org. HavenToday.org. And one last thing why don't you also pray about becoming a Haven partner? A Haven partner is a friend of the ministry who agrees to pray regularly and give automatically monthly to keep sharing the great story with others, not just you. Don't hold on to it yourself. Pass it on. When you call us, say, I want to become a Haven partner. Your regular faithful giving helps us pay our regular ongoing bills. And we also have some nice benefits for your partnership. Ask about it when you call us, eight hundred sixty-five haven or read about it at haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Have a great weekend and come back next Monday when again we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. You have your toothbrush, shampoo, enough clothes. Packing for a road trip or a vacation is all about making sure you'll have what you need when you get there. And almost always, something is left behind. A pillow, toothpaste, something. But on our road trip to the heavenly city, the new creation, we don't have that problem. 2 Peter one three tells us plainly, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. Everything we'll ever need, it's packed and ready. No worrying about what we missed. It's all there. We simply open the suitcase by faith and enjoy our life with the Father forever. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit us at getanchor.com.